Welcome back, everyone, to Rules of the Arena podcast number 57. This week, Justin is back with me at the co-host seat as we sat down over Zoom with Quinn Hartneck. He is the official emotional support Canadian of Rules of the Arena, and more importantly, he's also a metal vocalist. I stumbled across him on, on social media last year, and his skill and talent is just out of this world for how young he is, and I know he's working on putting together a full album and recording with a band down out of Texas. Can't wait for to see them on tour and hopefully get them up to Minnesota next year. But here's a little sample of Quinn, and hope you enjoy our conversation. <laughs> Finally, Sweet. Quinn, welcome to Rules of the Arena, the very f- professional outfit. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that T-shirt. And appreciate you coming on uh, this week. We're just going to be doing a little bit of a fireside chat episode, a little bit more, a little, loose, a little bit more fun that way. But Quinn, I wanted to have you on as. Uh, as my first emotional sport Canadian, of course. And, uh, <laughs> but you're also one hell of a fucking metal vocalist, dude. So thank you very much, man. Just curious. Like, how did you get into, in, into music in the first place in particular? How'd you end up on, you know, doing kind of the, the metal scene and vocalist? Um, <clears throat> I remember it, it was, uh, it was pretty early, uh, when I was in, I think it was in, third grade um a new kid came to my school and his name was Aiden he was a really funny dude but um he had an older brother that was five years older than us and um he was really big into the metal scene um so me being in third grade like whatever age that is um I remember going to his house and seeing all these uh posters and uh banners and stuff like that and it was like Let's see. One I can remember was like System Up and Down, uh, Marilyn Manson, Surge, Lamb of God, that sort of stuff. And I was just so intrigued just by the artwork itself. And me being a kid, I was just kind of, I, I was always a horror fanatic, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so when I looked at all this graphic stuff, I was just so interested in like, what, what, what is this? Is this just like crazy artwork? And um yeah, from there, my friend just uh, started showing me music. Uh, he showed me Marilyn Manson was one of the first things I remember. Um, but on top of that, my older siblings or brothers, they uh, they listened to like Linkin Park, Link-182, uh, Sum 41. So I was always kind of into like the pop rock sort of spot. Um, 
but it wasn't until then that I started listening to stuff like that. And then I remembered, um, I just, when I went home, I started looking up bands. Of course, I didn't know what genres were at the time. I didn't know what exactly to look up. I was just, um, you know, I was one of those kids who was like, oh, it's called Screamo, is it? I was like, okay. So I was like, top 10 Screamo bands. And then I remember the first thing that struck me on the list was uh, Parkway Drive. I decided to look up all these bands and then, uh, you know, search them up and listen to them. And I think Parkway Drive was uh, one of those first few bands ever with uh, harsh vocals like that that got me, that got me hooked. Um, what album was it? I think it was, I think it was Horizons. Yeah, it was Horizons. Uh, it was, I was listening to that and i remember listening to carry on and stuff like that in boneyards um and those were yeah it just it just went on from there it just became a whole plethora of looking up stuff <laughs> and i remember chelsea grand uh when they did their first ep i listened to kruka banger so i i got i got into it at a, a, a really young age for sure yeah, for reference on that because you said third grade quinn how old are you I'm I'm pretty young. I'm 22. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say he's talking about third grade and hearing Lamb of God, and I'm like, God, I'm getting fucking old. <laughs> but yeah, yes. Justin, I forgot to, to introduce you. You're here. You're back. Welcome. I am. Hello. And uh, well, yeah. So Justin is the one that introduced me. You know what I thought was heavy metal at one point. Uh, I was mistaken. Um, I remember like at one point uh, like Slipknot was probably the heaviest or Mudvayne was the heaviest stuff I was listening to. And then a coworker when I was working at a department store showed up, I worked on loading dock and brought me an asking Alexandria CD and that rabbit hole went out into devil wear Prada and, and August burns red and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, this is probably the heaviest I'm ever going to listen to until Justin goes, Hey, <laughs> my, my cousin's playing this show over in St. Paul. Do you want to go? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I like new music. And, and it was spite Oceano and Carnifex were the three that I remember just I don't know if you remember the yeah. other names there. Well, it was their band was buried above ground, which was getting traction. They're no longer around. They split up, but yeah, it was spite, uh, Oceano and Carnifex were the three big ones everyone knew and uh, your face in that crowd <laughs> I don't know if, I, if you're familiar with the meme of Patrick Star just just <laughs> gone <laughs> uh, I'm I'm in their crowd killing and he's just at the edge of the pit like what do I do <laughs> and uh, it's been it's been yeah it's been just down the rabbit hole you've gone ever since I mean you're the one hitting me with like new bands and stuff now too. And so it's been a full thing. So the community is ever growing. And that's why I'm, I'm glad to see that like, you know, Hey, I was in third grade listening to lamb of God. And I'm like, oh, I would have paid money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, that's so uh, yeah. Coal chamber, damn it. And we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the, a lot of the new bands I've been discovering is through TikTok, and which is how I came and stumbled across your stuff. Quinn, I think you were doing, some covers in the beginning and and shit like that and so yeah uh i think one of my first posts was um because i started doing it on facebook um have i mind you i've only done um since we're on this topic of um vocals um i only made my tiktok i think in june and I only started doing vocals last October. 
Um, so it's only been, it's only just been over like a year and a few months of me, uh, grinding away at that. But, um, yeah, I think one of my first posts was just something I grabbed off of Facebook that I've been posting and then that got a decent amount of attention. And then I used to do this old, uh, thing on Facebook and it was, uh, because I didn't really post on Instagram yet. I didn't really, I, I had friends that knew and I had friends that kind of, I didn't know if I wanted my social media to be, um, just dumped with all my stuff. But I remember I kept doing like this little bit thing where I was like one vocalist, four voices, and I would grab like four different completely, like four completely different bands. I remember the first video, I think it was like, I did Dealer, um, Oceano, um, After the Burial. And then I think it was, uh, uh, I forget the last one, but that, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I would just grab, I just grab like, four completely different genres and different bands. And I would just do this bit where I would try to mimic their vocals. And then that just got its attention. And yeah, it went up from there. Yeah. I can't remember if it, I think it might've been Brandon that was doing a blind react to your video or I don't know if Taylor was on TikTok at that point yet. Somebody's one of the people that do like the blind reacts to the like the middle community on TikTok is hilarious and the, and the bromance that you see circling around through there. But yeah, it's like holy shit, this guy has pipes. Yeah. I, why is he not in a fucking band? And then I'm like, Gee, he's only 22. What the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. As as we get older, the the younger generations get more and more talented, and we look back like, wow, I wasted my time. What was I don't even know what I was doing at 22 blacking out a lot. It sounds like, but <laughs> I think yeah, no, I mean, you're <laughs> I like, I like the silence guys. Thank you for that. That was yeah. great. Um, but no, Gordon has sent me a handful of your videos and reacts to that and things. And then when he asked me to come kind of co-host on this because of my connection to the twin cities metal scene, stuff like that, I was like, Oh, this dude, that's the guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. great. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I think the way that you see like those react videos where it's like a compilation of like, you know, five dirtiest breakdowns of 2020, like October or whatever like that. And then it'll cut through those different ones is like the 2021 version of those like top five screamo bands that, you know, we would find back in the day, you know, it's just a new means to spread information about bands and it's working. (laughs) It's yeah, it it definitely has. Um, There's, there's times I, I always am on the hunt for new music. Um, whether that be on Spotify with recommended artists or if it's friends sending me links to their bands. Um, and I get that. I get that a lot now um, where I just make a post and be like, send me your music. Uh, let's give it a go. And then I'd listen from there, but there's times where um, that's what I like to do in my free time. Like I'd get out of my ways, but in, even on YouTube, like I look up, you know, 2021's like top five breakdowns for maybe Deathcore or metalcore or like best, best riffs, um, and stuff like that. Like, I remember I was a little late to the party for humanity's last breath, but, uh, once I, once I got a feel for that, I was like, Oh, this is some, this is some heavy thaw stuffs and I, I love it. So, uh, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely great that we have all this, um, social media and platforms to be able to find music. And top five arf arfs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They go they get so specific with it too. Who has the best blast of 2021 or 2020? 
And then Sam Carter, he pretty much coined it as like, I wish I never invented the black. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm such a big thing. Yeah. So have you gotten any, oh, wow. I guess, if you will, formal training uh, for vocals? Because I mean, hearing guys, you hear stories from other vocalists over the years I mean, that in any genre that just blew out their vocal cords, they have, they have the polyps growing on them. I mean, how do you, how are you able to belt it out like that without wear and tear? Um, the thing with me is um, when I, when I started learning, I, I always, I can't say it's only been a year because like I was on and off with it. Like, I don't know, since since grade eight or grade seven, I tried giving it a go here and there. It just never worked out. So, like, when I first started, I just did, like, a regular false chord scream. Um, and it was very open mouth. It was very cannibal corpse-ish, but it, it wasn't as anywhere close to as good. Um, so, like, there was just some times where I just randomly do it. But um, last year when I really struck down to it, there was... I was on Reddit and it was a subreddit called screaming. Um, and in that there was a link to a, a discord uh, group or server. And when I went in there, it was literally just like so many subcategories of just things to learn. There's specifically false chords, fries, uh, gutturals, slammy vocals, pitch screams, all this and that. So when I was trying to learn false chords, um, I, I actually, I, I learned how to scream by mistake. He was trying to he was trying to give me a uh, tip for ch uh, chest compression, and that's just basically making your scream sound more um, more crisp and tighter than just a loose rattle. Um, and he said like you have to add like this old man voice, and he you know we all sounded dumb and we're laughing, but I, I got frustrated and I was like, how can I do a false chord and do that without hurting myself? And then. I just, I was just mocking. I was like, Oh, look, I'm an old man, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I pushed a little harder and I figured out that it, it felt, it felt, um, it felt right. Like it was very, it was very terrible and very quiet. But, um, I sent them a clip. I was like, guys, this, this feels like it could possibly be an actual scream. And they were all like, I don't know how, or I don't know why, but you just figured out how to do fry screaming when I was trying to learn false chord screaming. So literally from there, the first month, I just kept doing these really bad fry screams. Um, and people misconceive like vocal fry screams, which is the, just the grudge noise. And then they go uh, and they try to push it out with their throat. And then, you know, it, YouTube all the, uh, does it all the time where they try to explain it and people don't understand like, the key element for a fry stream is all about the push. The garage noise is just specifically to understand where the placement is. Um, so the first month I was, I was just uh, doing some not so good screams, but it, it felt, it, I was able to do it for hours on end. I think like even today, like when I'm recording stuff like that, like if I have free time, I'd be spending my free time, like recording and screaming for like eight hours a day. Um, and I can still hop on Call of Duty or Apex and stuff like that. I can still be laughing my ass <laughs> off. I can still be making the dumbest noises because my voice loves to go eight octaves higher when I'm laughing and just stuff like that. So it's like um, it took it definitely took a lot of time to get the power behind it. Um, but the only the only way I knew that it was safe was um, I'd actually I went to David Benitez. 
um, from Extreme Vocal Institute. And I said, like, is there any way to know if you're really doing bad with yourself? And he said, um, and also Mark from uh, Cardivox, um, they were just saying, like, if you're able to still, even if you can't sing, if you can still sing a scale and still talk after, um, there's a difference between discomfort when you're learning false chords, per se, and hurting yourself. So from me doing this all the time, I can scream, stop, walk around. Um, a lot of the time I forget to drink water, but like, it's just, it. <laughs> after I'm done screaming, I can just keep talking. I was like, was that good? And I can go take after take after take. The only thing that might wear me down is just fatigue. Um, so it might, the distortion might be a little bit, or it might not be as crisp, I guess. Um, just from being physically exhausted from screaming, but, uh, yeah, no, let's just, from, from what I know, I think I'm doing it right. It, it, it never hurts. It never feels strained. Um, and I just, I just keep myself conditioned too. Like if I'm not recording or writing, um, I might just be, you know, walking around humming, singing, um, doing like a really light distorted scream, just like with my mouth closed, I might just build up that sort of rumble just to keep it, you know, in shape. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just all self-taught and I've just had people help me give or help give me tips and just advice on like, you, sh you you'll definitely know if you hurt yourself over it. Um, for those vocalists that do hurt themselves, they know damn well before and after the show that it hurts all the way through, but they probably have that adrenaline in their system where they just don't realize it because they're so amped up. So that's kind of taking away the notice of if anything's hurting or if there's any damage being done. So, yeah. You got a, you got a, somebody in the chat beers dope says you're doing it wrong. Quinn hurt yourself. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, um, that's, uh, that's, that's Brandon. That's, um, that's my drummer. Um, Hey, Brandon. That sounds like a drummer. <laughs> yeah. All my yeah, background. Yeah, he told me before this, he's like, he's like, send me the link. I'm going to, I'm going to cause some havoc. I'm like, okay, do it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, all my 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 background in music is both both my parents were band directors, and so like I'm classically trained, and I'm used to that. And you know, choral music, of course, you know, has been in there. And so, first time hearing metal, and in particular that show with uh, I went to with Justin, my brain is going, "No, you can't do that." <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Justin has a little experience in in the vocal realm, and he's sitting there breaking it down in the way that my my brain would actually like, "Oh, this makes sense. You can do it this way." And why fit? Yeah, why it would make sense physically to be able to? Yeah. Well, the, the level like that I got to was like, looking back, I'm like, oh, cool. Like you said, you know, we were here and now, you know, everyone else is here. And like you said, if you're not maintaining it, it goes away so quickly. Um, just that muscle memory. But yeah, watching his brain try and wrap around it and being like, nope, it's fine. <laughs> like, granted, the, the resources that are available now to explain, you know, false cord fry, you know, anything like that and where it's sitting as far as diaphragm and throat position and tongue position, it's so intense now. Whereas then it was just like, does it hurt? Yeah, well, don't do it that way. Um, I mean, it was just so blunt, um, but enough to where I could explain to him like, hey, they're they're okay. At least I think they're okay. Yeah. The lyrics make me think they're not okay, but they're probably okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's the thing with false chords is there's going to be um, from a lot of my friends that specifically do that style of screaming. Um, 
like if I weren't to warm up or, you know, I might not be able to hit a certain range, but if I keep screaming, it, it will get there. So I usually warm up, but, um, when it comes to false chords, I feel like if you're out of practice for a bit, it's just the thing with your false chords is it's an open, open fold scream. So there's, um, your vocal cords, which is what I'm talking with. And then your false chords are kind of sitting a little bit right around the same area, but they're bigger muscles and they're just, they're, they're really dumb muscles. So in order to keep the scream sounding good, you got to be more consistent because, um, it takes a lot of preparation to have the muscle memory there, but with a fry scream, it's more of a closed cord thing. And it's, uh, more of narrowing your, um, airflow and pathway to be able to produce the sound. So if I was out of practice for a bit and did it, it, it probably wouldn't get tender from doing so. Um, but if it's a false chord, you can easily get too hyped up or excited and you might use your actual true chords as opposed to your false chords. Um, cause even when I practice false chords, I still want to learn them for the sake of doing them. Um, I still get tenderness all the time and then I stop. And then five minutes later, it, it, I'm, my voice is like perfectly fine. It's not sore. Um, so you just gotta, you just gotta know your limits and you gotta know when to stop. Um, and some people, some people need to keep that in mind when they practice. So that's a, that's definitely a key thing. If it if you start getting tender or sore, take a break. If it hurts, definitely take a couple of days off. Cause, uh, you, you only got one set of vocal cords, right? You don't want to fuck up an entire potential career just because you think, no, it's sore, but I can push through it. Cause you won't, you, you, you just, you physically can't. <laughs> I mean, is that so the endurance side of the house? Can is, can you just train yourself up? You know, like being Justin when it's not COVID, all but live in the gym when we're not working. You can train your mm-hmm. muscles so you're stronger. Get the endurance going, whether it's running, whatever the case may be. Is it the same case with the vocal cords then, or the the false cords? It's it, it essentially. Um, <laughs> in my head, I think it, it it is the same sort of thing. It's kind of like working out. Um, if you were able to do a guttural, um, and like I said, this is, this is based on my technique. I feel like it's just, uh, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like the muscle memory will just always stay there. Um, but I've had some people where they're like, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to do it again. And it's kind of like, you're not going to bench like 250 or like it three, 300, like something insanely high. You're not just going to not work out for all of COVID and think I'm still big. I can still probably do this when you haven't been working out. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just conditioning. If you keep, if you keep yourself healthy, um, and maintain everything in a good, you know, workflow, some people I'm fortunate enough to do this every day, um, which is really great. Um, but for those who, want to practice i i just want to say like practice as much as you can like if you're on break from work and you're in your car you don't even have to belt out a whole scream just keep the keep the muscles rumbling and everything like that you know just keep yourself that's still conditioning you know like if you if you feel like you have a little bit of time even if you're on the shitter in order in order to do the toilet bowls you must become the toilet you know so like you're on the shitter you gotta practice there there's some i think there's the amount of times i was on the shitter just doing the craziest sounds it's like if you have your free time and you know um when you have that time to practice do it and for those uh i'm fortunate enough where 
uh, I can just scream and not care. People think that's weird. I'm like, that's great. Um, so be it. But there are people that are nervous to scream because they don't want their parents hearing, um, <laughs> or they don't want to scare their neighbors. But like, if you if you straight up just tell your parents that you want to practice it, or like this is for younger people or anyone else, or if you live with a significant other and you want to pursue this, they're going to understand. There's going to be people that may not understand, but if you really want it, like, just, I would just say, just go for it. If, it. if it's going to get someone mad, just like, it's just noise. You're really just making stupid noises and it sounds good <laughs> over an instrumental. At the end of the day, it, it is something that's so weird, but in the best way possible, because uh, that's how I think of it. Sorry, I just can't get over the fucking visual of you just sitting in the toilet, just be fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna need a little TikTok of that so we can loop that into Austin Powers. I do it. I do it on my Snapchat all the time. There, I, I have a bunch of friends who can guarantee you that that's what they get. They're just like, "So what are you doing?" I was like, "I'm on the shitter." And they're like, "What? Oh yeah." And then they're fucking sending me vocals. And no, like a lot of the time I'm, I have a lot of vocal friends, so they would send me something. I just be sitting on the shader and I'm just like, Hey, check this one out. And then I've just ripped the gnarliest guy roll. And they'll be like, and they're just like, you can't fool us. We know you flushed the toilet. That wasn't you. And I'm like, get out of here. Oh, so we're, <laughs> here comes the big nasty collab with the born to shit forced to wipe. <laughs> oh, you can be wet socks. Number two. It'll be so good. <laughs> Oh, and I think that's the end of my TikTok references before people realize that I'm over 30 and, and I'm on there that much. Well, you know, when well, when you're a bartender during quarantine. Yeah, that I mean that's fair. What do you do? I do poor I do concert photography and I pen bar. What have you done during quarantine? Um <laughs> just scrolling away. And beers dope uh dropped a scoop on that you're working on an album right now. Uh, do we have a release date set? Uh, next week. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. Wait, what did he say next week? <laughs> no, I said next week. <laughs> did he say next? No, oh, no, next week. I wish. Um, he's a no. He he. Brandon's a really good dude. Um, he 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 definitely calls me all the time and uh, just checks up on how the things are going or how things are going. Um it's something I haven't made a massive announcement about yet just because I want to be able to have everything done. Um, and this is a lot more organized than how things were in the past with, uh, other bands. Um, just because like, if I was halfway through a single, the band would be like, Hey, here's some teasers. Here's some of this. And I'm like, but the song's not done. Right. And uh, this band is great because it's like, we're not going to push anything out whatsoever until front to back is finished. So when we do have the time to start releasing everything, it's it's all done and good to go. I'm I'm way ahead of the game. I'm working on probably the next single or the next EP or album um, when it's being advertised. You know what I mean? So um, the professionalism in this is really good, and he's just he's a solid dude. He's also a solid drummer. Um, the blast beats and gravity blast beats this guy can do is just fucking insane. <laughs> So you guys have, yeah, that's what you, I'm doing. This is new stuff. Is there previous stuff coming out already? Or is that the first kind of set from you guys that will be coming out at some point? Um, this will be, um, this will be our first. Um, I, from what I know, I can't remember if 
the, there was music prior with the old vocalist or if it was starting up with an old vocalist. Um, I won't get into details about that, um, but uh, yeah, it's been, I don't know, about a week now we've been talking about this and just me grinding out lyrics and uh, just jumping song to song, kind of chipping away piece by piece so I don't hear the same song a hundred thousand times <laughs> and then get sick of it and then be uninspired and then be like, but I want to work on this song. It's kind of like, you can't have dessert until you finish your homework sort of shit. I'm just kind of <laughs> jumping all over the place. If I'm inspired by a certain part, I'm like, that would fit perfect. Let's take a break from it. Step away. Let's see what the other song has to offer. So it's kind of, uh, and it also goes hand in hand because the album itself has, um, definitely a whole story to it. Um, so if I keep that in mind with writing, I say a chorus for this specific song, when I go to the next song after writing just the chorus, um, I'll keep all that lyricism in mind so I can keep on the same track of a story. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's going good. Uh, go ahead, Justin. Oh no, I was literally about to say like, oh. that's the only reason I asked that is because it's like, you know, the new album thing, like you said, putting out teasers and snippets of songs like that. Like I get the idea of, you know, little pieces for social media, keep people's, you know, attention grabbed, but by God, do I hate going, Oh, cool. So-and-so is putting out a new song. And then three months later, it's not out. And they've dropped four different snippets. It's like, guys, you could have been done with this by now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I get that. I can also, I mean, I can imagine that's a lot easier to work with too, from the recording side of it, being able to actually finish something versus, well, is this good enough to put out yet? Or, you know, what it never may mm -hmm. be, but at least, you know, life during COVID for you has been working on these things. Yeah, it's definitely, um, the music's definitely a, a big thing for keeping me sane, I guess. Um, how many people can say they can go home from work and just scream into a microphone and get out all that bullshit that they have to deal with? Um, There's a pillow count. You know, <laughs> yeah, that works too. <laughs> but um, so that's what I mean. It's just, it keeps me busy. It, it's also, I think it's just my mood, my mood definitely goes up and down, which is the, a lot of stress with social media. It's just having to keep up an image and also, um, I, I try my best to like and comment and thank every single person that commented on a thing. Um, even if it takes me a week later to get to the last comment of a certain post, because uh, my posts kind of go like some blow up a lot, some don't blow up a lot. So like, it's very hit or miss um, with just the algorithms, but um, I, I try, I'm overall just a good person. So I want to make sure because I would, I wouldn't be anything without fans or without the people, you know what I mean? you can have all this talent or you can have all this or that. But like at the end of the day, I'm nothing without my fans, you know? So, um, that's not familiar, Gordon. I have fans. <laughs> oh, and you oh, this, quite is, an... this is a lot like a lot of conversations we've had about, it yes. doesn't matter if you could do the best at what you do in the world without people to share it with and appreciate it. It's pointless. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shout out to Zach. Ferris even if and... it's for, even if it's for my own interest, it's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, it's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing, but you can't, it's you're, you know what I mean? Like you're, they're feeding, they're feeding wood to the fire. So it's only if you, if they bounce energy off me, I bounce energy back and it kind of, we end up building such a big flame that, you know, th things are going to blow up at some point. I'm just, 
I'm just waiting for my time because I just have a, <laughs> I just have a gut feeling about it. So, um, yeah. Well, and speaking of fans, you got quite a few in the chat right now. Shout out to Whitney X and Zach Ferris, and I'm going to butcher this username Bufane in the first or Bufane the first or something like that. So they're all saying hi and and got any shout outs on here. <laughs> Uh, but, hello everyone i totally forget because i'm not i'm not on uh i'm not on switch so i can't if i if i was able to read the comments i'd be like hey how's it going but, <laughs> hey guys keep looking What's for up? it and i keep going why can't i read them oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, how many speaking of covid and everything i mean how much of a wrench is that thrown into your recording i mean if you guys can't get together i imagine are you just utilizing um, the internet well the thing is with this band um they're from uh they're from the states um so specifically texas so even when i get all these songs recorded and such it's only a pre-prod thing um they're still encouraging me to fly down um when i'm able to get the chance and uh go into the studio with them so we can all rewrite the entire song and i'll be together to rewrite the entire song it's just we all know what we're doing prior so we're like all right time to just redo everything we just did but um you know it's just going to be a lot better quality because we're going to be working in a professional environment so i'm excited for that for sure too because uh like i said i'm still i'm still very new to everything i was going to play live I haven't played live once yet and uh, COVID hit when I was in my first band and um, yeah, that's just when things started crashing down. I was like, Oh my God. So it's, it's that nerve and anxiety of like, I haven't even heard myself on a real, on a real live setting. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Um, so that's what, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, we're going to, I'm going to record everything. It's going to be pre-prod. Um, once we get the thumbs up and everyone agrees that this is how we want it to sound, then your Canadian boys coming down to the South and we're going to, we're going to bang out a record. (laughs) So when COVID hit and right before you were supposed to do your first live show, I mean, did you ever have that moment of questioning whether or not you want to continue in this? I mean, a lot of people gain steam, you know, especially in the podcast world. And then they kind of hit that wall Mm -hmm. and decide to throw in the towel. I mean, did you ever have a moment like that or did you just keep trucking through? Um, honestly, it's, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse for me because every day I write something or do something cool. And then 10 minutes later, I re-listen to it and I'm like, I don't like that. I, I didn't like that part. I don't like it. I'm rethinking my entire vocal performance. I was like, should I switch techniques? Should I just man up and just learn a completely different vocal technique to be able to be a part of the game and whatnot? It's just, it's just, um, I constantly nitpick myself and, you know, you're your own biggest critic, but um, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's not even because of COVID. So regardless of being there, I'm pretty introvert myself too. I like my own space. I like, I guess building my own little man cave. I got, you know, um, everything I kind of, everything I kind of need. Um, and that being said, I'm a huge gamer too. So I kind of, I like my own time, but I like talking to people same like this. 
Um, so I know I got to build up that nerve for if, you know, I do play live and I do go around and tour, I got to push myself out of my shell, um, which won't be an issue. But, um, when COVID hit, I was kind of like, oh my God, nice. I can just practice, practice, practice work keeps laying me off and then rehiring me because they're like, Hey, we can come back. But then someone gets COVID then we all have to leave. And then we don't know if the place can shut down and then yada, yada. So it's yeah i kind of i kind of doubt myself all the time but then i tell myself like hey chin up like people like your stuff you're not going to like yourself but there's going to be a day where you're going to be like give yourself recognition uh and just bite the bullet you know but um yeah yeah there's i don't think there's enough money in the world to get me on stage in front of a crowd like that it's just i've been a professional wallflower my entire life (laughs) yeah i might shit myself first time i don't know (laughs) or my adrenaline will just be so high i might just say something completely not like i might say something i didn't even mean to say like i might be like what the fuck is going on but then i might just "Eh, what's up and then people be like what the fuck was that and i was like oh shit and then I'll just do, I'll just rip a gut roll and then they'll be like, okay, that's what we're here for. I respect that. You recovered. And I'll be like, oh my God. Oh, uh, if I get wind of when that first show is post-COVID, I'm showing up with the pens. <laughs> I'll just be super soft. Go get them, buddy. Are you guys, are you guys, are you guys, I'll just super soft spoken. So, uh, are you guys, uh, are you guys ready to do this? And then people will get all angst up and then I'll just say some Canadian shit. Like, uh, before before breakdown my pre-breakdown thing will be like sorry guys but you're gonna ha- can you guys like split down the middle please that'd be fucking great buddy and then <laughs> rip a gnarly takes wheel and everyone just goes fucking havoc <laughs> yeah we're going it's fine we're going yes uh, have to be there for that one because 100% for yeah. this yeah if there's, if there's not some real Canadian shit right before that hit <laughs> I'm gonna it'll make Gordon crowd surf. Be a thing, for sure. No, just we, I have to we, make that just my thing. <laughs> sure, we do. No, so no it's the best to have the guys over 300 pounds up on the air. It's the best. <laughs> no, it's not. That's how that's how venues get shut down and people get hurt. That's that's just metal. <laughs> Live in the moment uh, a little bit. Oh, Jesus! I, no, I mean, we're, it's crowd surfing. We're not stage diving. That's different. <laughs> True. <laughs> one is you just get picked up. The other one is just you better catch me. I'm not warning you, but you see me on stage, so be prepared. Even if you're looking at the vocalist, I'm jumping right at you, and you're gonna look last second and be like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I am 110 pound female that get crushed by 300 pound bear. To say what yeah, no people that? would look at us and just go. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna move. It'll I've like, seen uh, it happen. It'll be like uh, Jack Black in School of Rock, I think it was, <laughs> yes. where he just stage dive into literally three people and just knock himself out. <laughs> oh God, what was it? It was uh, it was an Every Time I Die show. They pulled almost the majority of the crowd onto the stage for their last song. So it's just a riot like Andy Williams and Keith Buckley are standing on top of their cabs like above the crowd of this sea of people 
and everyone's kind of hopping down and I'm just going to go like hop off the stage. I'm not about to jump into the crowd and I'm just like kicking my legs out. And like four people like jolted back away from me. I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I, I would have died if I'd have jumped, but I'm smart enough not to. You're like 90 pounds and your hair is bigger than you are. Like, get out of here. <laughs> uh, Scene um, was very alive at that point. <laughs> Brandon says it's kind of like a, Oh, what? Uh, Brandon says, uh, right, Quinn, right before the breakdown hits, uh, just say, hey, boys, uh, what's up? Sorry for this breakdown. Don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to just, I want you guys to give her, but peacefully. <laughs> so many t-shirts coming out of this. Move this pit. <laughs> oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> it's the opposite of a day to remember. <laughs> Respect just respect your surroundings. Respect your surroundings. <laughs> so with the with the live That's shows, funny. I mean, you know, trying to mentally prep yourself or do you go and study other bands or watch videos or anything like that just to kind of hey, this is what I want to do. Um I mean, since it's COVID, I do watch a lot of live shows. Um some of them are, I'm sometimes lucky enough to see shows. They're just all across state and stuff of my favorite bands. So um, I, when I do watch them, I, I, I somewhat study it um, at the same time as enjoying it. I, I try to look for key points, like um, how much of their lyrics do they actually say during a song and how much they leave out a bit for the crowd to do it? Because I know it's probably going to be physically tiring. So I do keep in mind in the live setting, the same way I'm writing songs. I don't want to constantly have vocal after vocal after vocal with no break. For one, the structure will just be not so good. Or if it's well executed, it's like, can I really pull that off? Um, so I do try to study like, what parts do you think um, I can stop saying the lyrics and I can just amp people up um, or during a breakdown? Like maybe it might be something where I do an extremely low tone, but my low tones take a lot more uh, physical effort to do as opposed to mids. Um, so like, instead of maybe ripping out like all these gnarly lows during the breakdown, I will just get them so amped up. So when the breakdown happens, I can just, you know, walk around on stage and do whatever, kind of be all amped up with them. So they totally don't even realize it because live performance, like you don't want to replicate exactly what it is that, you doing a song um and th that's just what i've just learned from going to live shows like it's more fun when they interact with you and then you know do their parts but they also look in the crowd and when you make eye contact and stuff and he points at you he's like you fuck this guy up and you're like okay i'm doing it i'm going in the pit i'm gonna push him as hard as i can he's he's literally two times my size but that's what you want so it's just kind of like and then we all laugh it off and push each other around and stuff um so in a sense, yeah, when, since I can't go to live shows and it's been a while, that's the closest I can get to doing my homework, I guess. Yeah, um, no, I'd agree with you on that. So, yeah, I've seen some bands that sound rock solid on an album and then they do a live show and they're half the time their back is turned to the crowd and kind of singing to the curtain behind them. It's like, hey, guys, over here. And then you know, yeah, to their drummer. I think that yeah. just might be a more of a focus thing. 
And plus, we make the ugliest faces. I think some of the tones you rip out, you don't want. It's an ugly look. I don't know, man. I I saw Tyre Shelton like this close and uh, terrible to look at, but perfect in the moment. That man makes some weird goddamn faces. But it's uh, all about pushing back that chin. Get a double chin. (laughs) <laughs> with Tyler. Yeah, I love I love mm-hmm. that he always does that. He was like, you want gnarly vocals? You got to have the biggest double chin of your life. He's like, you need to have your neck doesn't exist. If you want these type of tones, push that thing like a turtle. Like <laughs> I wonder if the dealer in hard jacket helps or if that's just like aesthetic. I think it helps it helps for him um from what he says and from just watching him live like he doesn't just say the shit and then not do it um it's kind of like me when i do when i do vocals i look i look pretty weird like my head i, I don't think i'll ever scream just looking straight forward my head is always going to be looking left um so if i'm looking at a crowd and stuff i'd probably be like this because what i have this thing where i have my shoulder lifted a bit into my neck or if i turn my head a little bit more it's just i don't know how i developed it but it became a comfort thing for me so if I don't do that while recording, I just feel like it doesn't sound the same as if I weren't to do it, but people might be like, it still sounds the same though. But me mentally, I've just developed this weird habit and it's just my little comfort thing. Like I'm sure Tyler can do his same tones if he didn't push his neck out, but it's just when you hit certain tones, I could probably do one stupid face and another stupid face and make the same sound. But that one face feels a little more comfortable to have the screen come out so i think that's just i think it's just a personal preference and comfort uh thing when it comes to screaming everyone's got their little weird thing that they do um it's kind of like mitch he's always he's literally squawking down um almost kissing the stage because of how low he is when he's screaming um phil bozeman loves to have his one leg up and doing all that sort of crazy stuff it's just i I think it's just a, a comfort thing uh, I don't even think it's much of a crutch. It's just a just your own little weird thing that people are like, I don't notice it because he's just ripping seven demons from hell out of his mouth. So I didn't even <laughs> notice that he looked like a weirdo. But, uh, so I'm hoping people yeah. don't look at me and be like, yeah, I'm not paying attention to music. Your, your posture, very fucking weird. That's a, that's, that's, that's not a 10 there. It's, it's a power like, stance. It's, you know, it's for, <laughs> It's just like, if it's my mic, I'll just have it up like this. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like looking up a bit or I'll be like looking down. Like I might, you know, bend over a little bit to look down at the stage or bend over for my drummer. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? He's not going to get a good, a good view from behind. I'm fucking looking straight down at the crowd, but. (laughs) Brandon wants to know uh, if you're always looking left, if you're just going to stand sideways on the stage. I don't know. I might. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be walking around. It's not, I, I don't, I don't really look, I don't necessarily look left. It's kind of like my, this, this is just my arm that I'm going to be rec- like screaming with. Um, it's the same way I do it when I record. It's just my arm, my arm just needs to be up in a, in a certain way. So it's like, I'm not necessarily looking left. It's just more of my head's a little bit sideways a bit and just, it's kind of it's just a weird contorted thing that I personally do, but uh, I watch other vocalists all the time. I'm like, oh, they kind of do the same thing. So I'm just like, that's how I'm going to look like, which makes me okay. So 
but it's just like I, that's what I said. It's just a little. It's just a weird little comfort thing people do. Justin, I can hand the show over to you because I have somebody that's trying to break down my front door for some reason. I'll be right back, everyone. Oh, oh! <laughs> Stay tuned after these messages. Um, oh, so, you know, this is where we end up in that situation where we are live streaming. Whatever the hell happens next, I need him to turn that camera around. I need to know. Oh, that's confusing. Um, well, I don't really know what more he wanted to cover. We've kind of, kind of hit all the points. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounds. So if you were talking about, you know, your day to day is basically doing this. I mean, every day you come home yeah. at least for a few hours and knock it out. Um, and it's feel free to not answer. Have you found a way to kind of, you know, revenue this in a way? Cause you said you were being laid off and then back to work. Like I can speak from the experience um, of, you know, the constant COVID layoffs. Like, is it working yeah. out as a way to support yourself? Like with what you love? Um, it, it's, it's not as great as someone would ideally want it, but I mean, for only being a year in with vocals and having literally starting from nothing vocally to being to this point, it's crazy to say how much I've grown as a person and as a vocalist and just my name being out there. Um, so I do, I do offer lessons. I try the best of my ability to explain how I go about it. Um, and it's always better to do one-on-one, right? Because you can at least see what they're doing hear what their habits are. Um, so it's definitely, I definitely, um, I, I do make a good income off of that. Um, but as of until we get music out and we start selling merch and stuff like that, I, we definitely could be doing a lot better. Um, but me as an individual, it's, it, it, it's good. There's, there's some weeks where it's a pretty dry week and some people just, uh, either can't make lessons or, you know, this and that. So it's kind of like, it's a little bit of a struggle, but, um, the weeks that are good, it's, it's a really good income. Um, and there's some people that just hit me, um, a little more than how much it actually costs for them to do lessons. Like people are very uh, courteous just because they appreciate how open I am and how nice I am towards them because I treat them like a person. I try to remind them that it's okay to sound stupid. It's okay to be embarrassed if you don't sound good when you're talking to a vocalist that you really want to learn from. Like I, I keep forgetting that people don't see me as just a person they look up to me um Mm. well when i talk to them i'm just it feels like i'm just talking to you you know one person talking to another it's hard to keep that in mind that people are nervous and don't want to make a mistake one one person um was really shy and felt embarrassed the first lesson I, i didn't laugh or anything it was just they really felt like they didn't have what it takes to become a vocalist um and then I told them like, it's okay. You're able, you, you literally got this. Anyone can scream. You just got to, everyone's just at a different pace with picking it up. And then three lessons later, he figured out how to do it. And it sounded exactly the way it sounded when I started. So I knew he was on the right track. And from there, he's just been progressing. So it's, uh, and he doubted himself. He didn't, he didn't want to take another lesson because he felt embarrassed. And now he's you know, able to scream. And now we're just working on projection and moving forward. So it's like, I don't want to say it's 50, 50, it's not good income, but it's, uh, 
it's it's got its days where it's, lessons just aren't there, and I'm like ah, but I'm doing I'm doing fine. In other words, like I can I can say I can go back to work and make a good amount of money, but at the end of it, like I can actually live okay during COVID without going back to work. So fair enough. Yeah, no, I so think the. That, uh, yeah. The, the lesson side of it, I didn't even think about that when it was going on because most of the stuff I've seen from you has been uh, passed on through TikTok and little clips here and there, things like that. So I think in my mm-hmm. brain, I was thinking more along the lines of like, were you featuring on like tracks and things like that for singles, like stuff, you know, along those lines. But I suppose, yeah, the the level of, you know, nervous people get when they're trying to learn from someone because, you know, like you said, you don't perceive yourself the way they perceive you. Yeah. As for features, um, I did one feature. It was pretty. It was pretty sick. Um, and um, what's it called? They're they're amazing dudes. Um, they're from Scotland, um, and they're called the Head of the Trader. Um, so I did a feature for them, and it was, I guess, like my first official feature. Um, so I've, I have had a lot of people ask me to, um, do features and do requests and, uh, for like collabs and stuff like that. Um, it's just, I tell them like, I will be able to do this. I just, I have my priorities right now, which is working on this album. Um, so I, got to keep my, I got to keep my mind focused on getting our stuff done first before I want to cross paths with jumping that. So as good as as good as it'd be, you know, to get uh, to get paid and then do a feature, I know that I can withhold that for a bit because I got to put myself first and the band first, so we can get our songs out. Um, but it's 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 worth the sacrifice, you know what I mean? Like, money's money, we all need it, but uh, my happiness and passion comes first, and it's just like I'm so driven into writing uh, what we're making right now that it's just a uh, if I if I hit a bump in the road with income, so be it. I'll figure it out. With the, with the features, I mean, do they just say, "Hey, we want you on the song, have fun with it," or are they sending you lyrics over with the track? And um, or so far, no one put those together. Yeah, so far nobody has given me lyrics. They, I think, uh, like the first band, they wanted me to do just how what I felt would feel right. Um, especially because they were, they're good friends of mine. So they just kind of knew, but I, um, a lot of the people that are asking me, um, I've been keeping them in my general messages, messages for, um, you know, because that's where all the requests are for features. It usually comes through from Instagram. Um, so I did say, yes, I would do it for all of them. Um, like I said, it's just, let me work on my material first, but, um, no, that no, no one's asked me or given me lyrics saying like, Hey, we got, a specific thing we need you to do. They all just want me to have my own creativity, which feels pretty nice because it's a nice feeling when they're like, Hey, can you do a feature for us and just do what you do best? Because that's the whole reason why they want to come to me. So it's pretty flattering when I have my own freedom, especially with the way I pattern my vocals and like the flow of the music. It's just, uh, I think they just know that I can just come up with something that will wow them. So it's, it's a good feeling. But so far, no, no one sent me lyrics and be like, yeah, this is what we need you to do if you're down for it. Um, but they do tell me like what, what my, they do timestamp it. They're like, you come in from here and end it here. Have fun with it. And that's it. So. 
And on the lyric writing, writing side of the house, I mean, do you ever come up with, you know, the writer's block ever? All the time, all the time. It's, it's my worst trait as a vocalist is writer's block. Um, if I'm not, if I'm not feeling it, then I just, I can't push my, I don't know why I just can't push myself to write something, but, uh, the past few days I've been just grinding out lyrics that, um, I guess because this album is going to have a lot deeper of a personal connection for me and our drummer. Um, not only do we share like the same ideas, but we've been through a lot of very similar hardships and our past and whatnot. So this is one of those ones where it's going to be really heavy, but we're going to be using our past traumas and just talk it out, write about it. So I guess that that's why this one is going by really nicely. It's just because it's just coming off of how I'm feeling um, as cliche as that sounds, but it's just true. It's like, you can ask someone how their day is and they're like, Oh, it's uh, and they have to think about it. But if you ask someone like, what are the things that bug you in life? They can just shit out an entire list of things that bug them or upset them. And I think it's just the same thing with writing. Um, when it comes from, when it comes from past problems, it's like, I'm kind of venting to myself, except I'm rhyming words here and there. Uh, so yeah, so, so far, no writer's block for this for like the first time ever. The other two bands I was in constantly got writer's block. Um, took me a long time, but the song is ended up sounding pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. I've always been curious, you know, for someone writing lyrics in particular, I mean, you're kind of putting a part of yourself out there for everybody else to hear or see at a live show. I mean, is it therapeutic or cathartic for you as someone, you know, getting that out, getting it off your chest, if you will? Yeah. Um, for me personally, like I feel like in a live event, um, it won't it won't bring out sad emotions. Like I won't get overly emotional, may not play a show sort of thing. Um, but when it does, when it when it comes to writing the actual song, um, I definitely do get up in my head and I just get very clouded and I'm just kind of like in a mopey state um, as I'm getting it out. But um, it's definitely it's definitely bending limits and pushing me in a good way because I've actually become a little more metaphoric with my lyricism, um, which is always good. So like, if people read the lyrics, some parts they might be like, I don't understand what that means, but this metaphor was really good, and I'll be like, that's okay because this was more of like, some people may get this part, others may not get it. Some people may have different interpretations of it. But at the end of it, like I personally know what I was writing about and it makes me feel good. Like I was basically able to spit out what I needed to spit out in my own, uh, in my own way. But, um, yeah, no playing live. I feel like it would just get me more amped up and angry just to yell at the crowd and get everyone going and stuff like that. Um, cause live shows, there's always that connection when you're watching your favorite bands play. So, um, that's the kind of thing I want to have. It's just, um, and some people are just pull up to the show and they're like, you guys are great. Even if I didn't understand anything because I was hammered off the whiskey, they're just like, this was a great night to remember. And it's just kind of like, that's what it is. That like, I just, regardless of what connection it is I have with fans, like it's there. And um, I just do it all because I love it. So it's, uh, regard, yeah, like I said, lyrics, regardless of uh, if it makes me sad as shit or not, 
I'm going to be screaming. So I gotta, I gotta have some armor on my chest if I'm going to, uh, get caught up in emotion. Well, the old adage of angry music for happy people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on, on the flip side of the fans, you know, there's, there's always the keyboard warriors or the critics, or I think the, the marker nowadays, if you've really made it, if people are picketing outside your show, I mean, have you gotten negative feedback at all just because of the genre that you're in? Uh, so far for people that listen to this stuff, um, they love it. Um, People that don't listen to it, it's surprising enough for the amount of times a TikTok has been on people's For You page and they don't listen to metal. They've actually been shocked and they're like, this is actually so sick. They're like, I don't listen to this genre, but for some reason I decided to follow you and I like all your posts. And they're like, I don't even care for the music. It's just something about your voice that I just am in wow about. And it's that's a lot of the time good, but there's, there's definitely, there's some, there's some people out there that, uh, say some, some things that are, I guess, not so good, but it's not even, it's not even like outsiders. It's, um, like outside of the metal community, it's the metal community itself. A lot of the time, um, where someone, uh, someone commented today on a TikTok and they're just like, this sounds like Attila. The vocals are cool. The guitars are cool, but the rest if it was trash i had no clue what he was trying to get at from saying that because i was like so what part was bad was it the lyrics because i made a tiktok about um just the typical relatable thing i, I don't know if you've seen that tiktok it was me just talking about like women can't decide on what to eat and then yes. they don't want food <laughs> and then they go and steal your fries so he, he literally said it sounds like an attila song and then the vocals were cool the guitars were cool but the rest is trash so i was like so what was bad about it? I was poking fun at Attila. And then his remark was, but Attila's good. This wasn't. And I was like, where was the insult or compliment? It, it, people say a lot of weird stuff like that, where it's like very backhanded compliments. Um, but I don't think I've had someone tell me I straight up suck. <laughs> and I've had people that don't listen to metal either start listening to metal or appreciate that they're like i don't know if your throat hurts or not because i don't listen to it but whatever you're doing it's super cool and i was like thank you but yeah no i don't know i, I don't really get many assholes i kind of uh i don't i don't give them the time of day to like their comment or leave a remark back because if they don't like it, they don't like it um except for on facebook today some dude said some bullshit and i had to be like guys don't be this guy but uh but he wasn't even relating it to music he said something about me i said something about me coming to the states and he was just like we don't want you here and i was like okay uh, and then he's like wrong. you suck as a musician and you're this and that and it's some dude from detroit who raps and i was like it's okay i get it you know it's not your cup of tea whatever <clears throat> it always is some dude from detroit who raps it always is <laughs> I don't know what it was, but he was upset about it. So uh, yeah, uh, I think it was a show. It might have been the last show we went to last year, Justin, where there's people. Or no, it was uh, when I flew back from Chicago. But I, I pulled up to the venue and I was trying to get in, and there's people outside, you know, with Bible thumpers going, "If you go to that concert, you're going to lose your soul." It's like, well, as a 
registered pastor. I'm going to disagree with you and just kept walking past him. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We were in line. We have people trying to, trying to convert us. And I'm just like, well, I got, got a handful of tattoos. You're not going to love. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, they wouldn't even come up and be like, you, you need to be saved. They'd be like, Hey man, how's this? What's, what's the show tonight? Like I got, they'd like act like they're in line and then be like, Hey, can I, can I pray for you? I'm like, well, no. <laughs> can I, can I if you don't touch me. So what's the, how's your uh, family and friends that might be outside of the, the genre support been like for you? Um, my family, my family's totally cool with it. Um, it's not that I wasn't surprised, but when I first started, I was just, I didn't tell them I was just going to start screaming. And I did, <laughs> I, uh, just grew a pair and started giving her, but, uh, when I told them, I was like, if there's weird noises downstairs, I'm just letting you know, like I'm doing metal vocals. They're like, you still listen to that stuff? And I was like, yes, all the time. Do you not hear it? phase, mom. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, she, she, she does, she does ask a lot of questions. Like, um, not much of concern, just more of interest. Like how long do vocalists actually last? Um, before their vocals wear out and i keep having it it's a broken record i keep having to explain that uh if you're pro if you do vocals properly you could do it for probably the rest of your lifetime until you get too old to even you know do your own physical capabilities on your own um but they they are very supportive they they respect what i want to do they see um uh, I think I, I think I told him today, I was like, I just got 30,000 followers, um, on TikTok today. And they're like, Oh my God, that's crazy. And then I said, I was doing the interview with you guys. And I think, um, before they kind of were just like, Oh, this is cool. It's a hobby thing. But they, they, today they're just kind of like, Oh, you're like actually somebody. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And they're like, you're actually a somebody in that genre. And I was like, I I don't I can, I'm not gonna say that, but she's like, oh well, that's really good. I thought you were just like one of those people that just did it at local shows and stuff. But she's like, you actually you're giving yourself a name from this. I was like, yeah, I am. And she's like, wow, okay then. She's like, pursue it, like you know. That's gonna start. They just they just constantly thought it was a hobby when it wasn't a hobby. It was a it's a it's a, it's a career I want, but uh. And yeah, as for friends, a lot of my friends are metalheads. They uh, they support me throughout all of it. Um, Non-metalhead friends, they still support it. I lost a couple of friends. They unfollowed me because they're like, I want to see this shit, but you're still my friend. But I don't want to constantly listen to <laughs> you making weird noises. I was like, I respect that. I, I get it. They're like, but I still have you on Facebook and like Snapchat though. And I was like, I still scream on there. And they're like, yeah, but I can just swipe next. And I was like, you can just scroll past my post. And they're like, yeah, but like, I don't know. I, don't know. I got some friends that have stupid explanations for everything. They constantly have a, something pulled out their ass, but uh, they're, they're my best friends. So it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's not much better if you start a podcast because that's all you start to talk about at parties and it, it's a real killjoy sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean? We've never been at a show about like chat ups, like musicians we've been wanting to talk to. And I'm like, Hey, I do concert photography. I've shot everybody before you. And you're like, hi, I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, that's like, never, ever is... happened. <laughs> hey, it panned out 
once, twice now, well, three times, we'll say. See, I, you know, that's the whole thing with podcasts. You know, I just keep throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. And, and that's the, that's the fun part of it. Well, that's the, the mm-hmm. joy of that is, you know, people have to like agree to come on your thing and be here as whereas I'm just, you know, I'm shooting the first three bands of show and, you know, Whitechapel walks on stage. Security guy already thinks I'm here for the show. He's going <laughs> to let me in the photo pit. <laughs> oh, who was it? Fallujah was really confused. He looks down at me and he's like, I'm like, Hey, like, like, <laughs> and then I sent them the photos and they were like, these are dope. But I was like, thank you. Cool. Uh, use them. Just tag me. <laughs> use them. Just take me. <laughs> if I took him without being hired, I'm not going to be mad if they post them without paying me. Yeah. That must be a fun job though. It's been really fun. Uh, COVID kind of kicked Except in the dick. Unless you break your camera at a show, which would suck. That actually is like the least of my concerns, especially in metal shows. Um, I was super stoked. I had like 2020 booked out like three to four shows a month um, for like the, almost the whole year. And one of the venues we go to the most in Minneapolis, or no, not Minneapolis, St. Paul, yeah. doesn't have a photo mm-hmm. pit and there's no photo policy. So if the band's cool, that I can just walk up side stage and shoot. They don't care. But there's nothing protecting you from the crowd. And, you know, you get to know people over time and you come through holding what looks probably expensive and people go, oh, I should move. Well, then I'm up against the barrier trying to shoot essentially in the pit. People start forming barriers around you like I've said it once. I'll say it again. The metal community, while is a bunch of aggressive assholes and either really tight or really loose clothing, uh, is usually the nicest people because they're like, this guy is just taking photos for the show and isn't just some schmuck with his cell phone like Let's protect him. And then I buy them beer yeah. and everyone's happy. That's yeah, the, good. The, That's the Minnesota scene. When you guys get your album out and you start doing your tours, you guys gotta come to come to the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And the 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 crowd here has always been fucking awesome at shows and like just mm-hmm. being respectful of each other and shit like that. But it's just been fun. I remember oh god, 2010, first time going to warp tour. There's a kid in the back. We're kind of by the soundboard area. And there's yeah. a kid in a wheelchair who's still still having a good time, but he can't see shit. And so a bunch of us started looking around motioning, like, yeah, cool. So he picked him up, and all of a sudden the lead singer's like, Yeah, bring him forward. So he crowd surfed with wheelchair all the way up to the front of the crowd and whatnot. And it's a blast. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down to tour everywhere um brandon brandon's been bringing that up a lot uh <laughs> it was like we're able to get this all mixed out and um done um he said the next the next step is he says by the time i get down there and re-record everything he wants me to stay down there um so when we have it drop and stuff like that and then he says like if covid lets us fire on the summertime he wants me to stay down for like, you know, as long as I can, um, and just shoot the shit and just perform. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our plan. We just, we just kind of want to pinpoint everywhere that we think is really good spots, especially Brandon. Um, like me, I have, a, I have a lot of friends that are in really big bands. Um, mainly the vocalists I talk to, but a lot of the times the drummers too. Um, some guitarists. Brandon has his own connections as well. Um, same with our guitarist, Jim. We all are either mutuals with certain people or we all just know people that they're like, wait, you know this guy? That's so sick. I don't know him. And then he's like, you know this guy? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, that's sick. So 
we all know where um at least they know because i'm from i'm from up north but um at least they know where all the hot spots are they know which bands want us to play with them just because they've seen them play their instruments um and once they hear me doing vocals i'm sure they're going to want to a hundred percent want to do it they've already a lot of these bands are already keen for us to play with them uh, just because pure friendship um and just they understand our talent so yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be really exciting and it's gonna be a little nerve-wracking because it'll be some of my favorite bands um do you ever have a pinch me so like you're talking to whoever be like holy shit i'm i'm friends with this band i was i was like that i was like that uh i was actually like that with taylor uh (laughs) taylor barber from left to suffer um i remember in the summer when he followed me back and i was like do you want to collab maybe he's like yeah i'm down and i was like you answered me he's like (laughs) yeah dude he's like i try my best answer everyone and it just started from that and then uh one day he's like who wants to play call of duty with me and then i commented my thing he added me up and then yeah, so, so I don't know. It's been countless months that we've been playing almost every night together, laughing, talking, <laughs> sharing stories. Just most of the time we're laughing until we're crying just over the stupidest shit or sharing TikToks to each other. Um, so it's weird how I, I once was a fan and thought he was s- such a big thing that was just blowing up so quickly. And I absolutely loved everything they did. So now when I watch their newest music videos and I'm like, hey, that's funny, dude. Like, it's I don't see them as a band anymore. I see them as like that's my buddy fucking killing it out there. That's amazing. Just because I had such a big connection with them. But um it's like that with a lot of other people too. But Taylor's just me and Taylor are just uh very close knit like that. So like out of out of everyone I've talked to, period, he's just uh he's just that guy. So um it's well, just it's really they never come through the show. <laughs> say, yeah. We tried to make friends with somebody and then we got them so hammered they're yelling at us for if they in case they forgot their their uh, lyrics for the show. <laughs> that was that was twice. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you screw up a musician a couple times in a row and his wife goes, You like you hit the floor and she's like, You fuckers. Like, <laughs> Sorry. No shots tonight, I promise. Maybe. Oh. The, the watching people you're close to, especially as you grow closer to them, like you were talking about you and Taylor, you know, you, things are shut down. Like you're just two people who have that interest. Like, yeah, we're just playing Call of Duty and like becoming homies. And then you get to watch them yeah. kill it or they get to watch you kill it. That's such a good feeling no matter what you do, whether it's art, music, anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to hear that that's going on so heavily still in the metal scene because for a while there, there were so many bands that were getting... Uh, just turning into dicks it was bad i shitting on smaller bands just because they weren't you know just doing whatever and just super competitive. like build the empire don't tear it down like support each other is the best way to do it in anything you're doing there's no point yeah. in making it a competition like you can be competitive like friendly but like there's no reason to shit on people I'm just too nice about it. I don't know if it's... Be- I can't You're even Canadian. say it's yeah. I know. I was going to say, I, I don't even know if I can say it's because I'm Canadian because we got some people up here that are kind of the same way, like local band-wise. Um, they just act like they're better. And I was like, that doesn't you, that doesn't build you up as a vocalist if you're... Or uh, as a band, per se. I don't know why it's usually the vocalists that are like that. I guess because they are the front man of the, the show. But... um. 
it's crazy because like I've literally done nothing but scream into a microphone, record it into my DAW, and it's either original content or people send me instrumentals and I do something over it. I'm literally just smiling, having a good time, and people. It's crazy how much I've grown over social media just doing that. And then I'm watching this band that I used to talk to, and they belittled me when I tried to learn vocals. They're like, "Dude, come on, like hit us up, like do a feature for us, or um, we should collab sometime because they're starting to notice just the following I'm getting and stuff like that." And like, I want to be petty about it and be like, "Yeah, but you guys were assholes to me." <laughs> but as a person, I'm like, I kind of don't want to push you out of the way because the tra- tables have flipped. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do a collab. Um, and they may either be super shocked about it and they're like, oh, I remember talking shit and all this and that, or we do a collab together and then people in the comments are like, oh my God, Quinn Harknett killed it. I don't know who this band is, but I came here for Quinn and I'm not disappointed. And it's just kind of like, I guess that's how competitive I am. I just kind of agree to the people that have belittled me and then I'll do something with them. And then their fans come over to me. They're like, this is so sick. (laughs) And then they get all mad about it because they feel like their vocal performance wasn't good. And I can't control how people react to it. Um, But yeah, no, I've never kicked anybody to the curb just because they've talked or done wrong, I guess. Because like, it's a male community. I I don't like the toxicity. I don't like people... Pardon? Oh, as I was gonna say, I, I get that. I mean, it's it's that whole thing of, you know, when people start looking at, you know, okay, you're starting out and, you know, hey, I just figured out how to make this this weird noise work. Yeah. And it may not be where I want it yet, but it's getting there. And then you have someone yeah. who says established and they look at that and they're like, wow, I'm insecure now because look how quickly this person is advancing. So they shit on it while... Yeah, I mean, if you if you're insecure about what you're doing, you should probably look at what you're you're doing, and you know, that's where I would look at it. Like, if I'm looking at your photography, say, and you're like, I'm like, God damn, this kid does not miss. Like, how how yeah. is he hitting these shots? That's not me going, holy hell, I wish you sucked. That's me going, <laughs> I really should focus on getting better. And that's the whole thing with it is, yeah, bring it to the table, and you can lift people that way too. Like like you said, it's it's all about, you know the uh the positive pettiness <laughs> yeah exactly it's just um it's just my way of saying you know what i mean um I, I i don't want to become put on a pedestal and then looking back at bands or people that acted better because people people everybody's different you know what i mean for all i know they were they didn't want to shit talk they were either insecure that that vocalist was better than them or they maybe were just caught on a bad day you know what i mean there's so many times where maybe an interviewer interviewed a vocalist and he was snobby and they're like that guy's a dick and it's like everyone else in the fan base is like he's not a dick he was just really fucking fed up that day because we're all humans with all different emotions at the mm-hmm. time but like it's it's a metal community dude it's a, the, the word is community i don't like gatekeepers i don't like shit talkers i don't like bands that bash other bands um if someone's better than me at it i laugh at it because i don't i i already at the start don't even think i'm like i'm that good 
You know what I mean? I think I'm just kind of screaming into a microphone with all these different sounds. Um, and when I see like Taylor kill it or um, just anyone kill it, I just get so excited for them because I'm like, oh, I should have thought of something like that. That would have been so sick. Um, and plus I send them my stuff and they give me advice to like maybe make the flow of it like this or maybe add a low instead of that. Um, Cause I'm not shy to ask for advice. Like if I feel like someone's doing something right, I'm like, Hey, do you think this is a good twist or not a good twist? And uh, yeah, it just goes from there. But if people ask me for help and stuff like that, like I, I'm not a pushover. I'm like, Oh, that sounds terrible. Um, I would just give my advice and be like, Hey, that, that one part you did with the layers that sounded cool. But like, instead of putting so many lows add a high and a mid to the low and then, that's that. But I, I can't, it's not in me to bash somebody just because I don't know. I have more of a name than someone because like, I, like I said, we're all humans. I'm not fucking, I'm not better than you and you're not better than me. We're just fucking, we're all on the same fucking earth, you know? <laughs> right. And there's nothing wrong with that little constructive criticism, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I know what you mean with the, with the gatekeeping. Um, and that's something I've never, especially, I think it's, been more so as the internet has taken off especially because people have that protection behind the keyboard they can say whatever they want behind a fake username and no no uh concern or worry about getting you know punched in the mouth when they probably deserve it at times mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. that justin would ever do that of course yeah i'm the one yeah i'm the one huh okay Start swinging for the shot. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's got his camera 45 degrees and he's on a little bit of a slant. I was going to do that. Just pushes him and does it exactly. Clicks it just runs off. I, I've, on that note, I've not seen that drastically, but I have seen, you know, you get three or four of us at a pit and people start jostling for position. And I've seen people like shove people out of the way and stuff like that. And it's like, I mean, Physical safety aside, like you took out someone's gear, that's bad. But it's also, you see, you know, the homie, uh, you know, Trevor Sweeney, who shoots for spite every time they're in town. I'll walk up to the edge of the pit and he's on the tour. Like he's got his laminate and I'm just like, huh? And he goes, yeah, bring it in. (laughs) We're both big and we're going to try and shuffle around this tiny photo pit. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like you said, you got the people who want to see the community grow in whatever form it may be and the people who don't and the people who don't will uh, eventually just see themselves out because eventually take them themselves out of uh, popularity and their name will just kind of fizzle out. Yeah. And a lot of people get mad, too, when genres start intertwining, like slamming deathcore all the time. It's not true slam. It's like okay we get it i know you just want you want gutturals the entire time there's still a lot of gutturals you know what i mean they don't they don't like that there's a bit of groove in it or a bit of this and that they just i don't know what it is like why why would that upset somebody it's a new sound and it's cool because at this point there's so many bands making so many different things it's like you got to start mixing stuff together to ship to shine you know so it's like yeah, I stopped know. using genres at this point. I, it's uh, what do you like? Metal. What kind? Metal. <laughs> like, exactly. I couldn't keep track. Not, what I'm strung up? I'm not strung up on uh, anything. If you played six like different said. bands for me and was like, "What what subgenre of metal are they? Is it deathcore? Is it is it 
slab like what do you got i don't, I don't know it's metal man this guy's kind of funky this guy is they're they're really fast i don't know man like it's all good in its own way it's just it's something you know. yeah yeah that's yeah. my big thing is does it sound good yes no sweet and go from there like oh i don't like this song okay cool next next band or whatever the case may be but i'm not gonna sit there and go to youtube or instagram like this fucking sucks you guys should quit but what because there's probably a thousand other people that think it's cool that's because every time people take their time to actually sit up and do that you know (laughs) just a shit talk i'm gonna wake up (laughs) (laughs) listen that it's only been like 10 12 times after my first account got banned off xbox but that's a story for (laughs) off air (laughs) these aren't cod lobbies okay we can't just uh right go back to modern warfare (laughs) too but quinn uh, one last question for me uh if there's somebody out there listening to this uh and they're on that fence of they want to go into as a vocalist or just the, the music industry as a whole. I mean, what kind of advice would you throw up for them? Um, the biggest thing for me, and it's, it's such a simple thing to say, but it's really hard to go by it is you really have to just, you, you have to go for it. If it's something that you want to do, and if you have any concerns, it, it's always healthy for you to ask so many questions, um, especially with all the access that you have nowadays. Like I've reached out personally to so many vocalists and asked for tips and advice along my trip. Um, and that's even me. If you guys want to talk to me after this with like anything you guys need, if it's just how do my vocals sound? How does this sound? Don't hesitate to move forward it's it's one thing like don't push people out of the way don't bug people and harass them but like if you feel like this person's going to answer me on something go for it ask them the question if they don't answer there's millions of other people like me that will be able to help you and just just have fun stop thinking of screaming as screaming we're just producing sound um the day i remembered to stop sounding like my favorite vocalist and to just do it um, I hope Nike doesn't endorse me for that, but, uh, <laughs> you, you just, I, I it's, it's mainly I'm just catch making it. noise, right? <laughs> at, at the end of, at the end of the day, I'm just making noise. Um, as long as you aren't hurting yourself and you know when to stop, that's good, but you're not going to, you're not going to have, you're not going to figure out anything unless you have fun with it and fuck around with it. Like, I constantly am making noises. I'm switching my tongue all around my mouth, looking like a dog licking peanut butter. Like you gotta, you just gotta understand. It's just sound. It's literally sound coming out. Um, don't be scared to. Uh, I don't know if you want it that badly. You just got it. You just gotta put a pair on you and uh, just go for it. See Even if it's something videos. small, record. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> just fuck it. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, just do it, man. <laughs> but even if it's something small, like I started off, rec- I just screen recorded um, or just used Snapchat. I just screamed into, I put my phone to the side, recorded a sound, screamed into it, downloaded it, listened to it later. If I thought it sounded bad, I would do it again and think it sounded great and then 
that's how I progress. But it, the bottom line is you just can't hesitate. You just, no matter where you start, if you, even if it's not vocals, if it's podcasters, if it's um, being an artist, you just got to swallow everything in and take in that there's going to be people that like it and don't like it. You just put it out there. If someone doesn't like it, fuck them. Put out more shit. People don't, if people love it, just keep, like you're gonna you're gonna be fed positive and negative things. At the end of the day, just do it for yourself. Say I'm not doing it for to please people. I'm not doing it to be loved or hated. I'm putting it out there because I wanted to do it, and I can look back and be like, I did that. And then things will come to you. Good things come to you. You know. Justin, I'm kind of like it? rambling all over the place about it, but it's just like <laughs> you. You can tell you have you have thoughts on it. Like like you've definitely put this better in words than a lot of there's people a I've lot seen. of things that go over for advice from me okay so it's like <laughs> well your students are very lucky just, people then because you you that, give a shit yeah if you're that if you're that persistent and wanting to do something i feel like no, nobody is gonna hide their shell and not do it you know what i mean if you want it that badly you don't even need me to give you advice you're probably just gonna go out there and give it your best but um yeah, you just got to step outside your shell and do it for yourself. And good things will come to you. Bad things will come to you. At the end of the day, live your fucking life. It's your life, regardless of how the outcome is. You did it because you wanted to do it. And it's just that simple. Well, thanks again, man. Appreciate you taking time to come on the show. And <laughs> thanks for everybody no that popped in the chat today and, and you know, threw in your comments and everything else. Great to see you all there. And we will catch you all next time. Take care. Quinn, thank you again for coming on the show. Can't wait to have you and the whole crew guys back on in the future. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in this week. Many of us have asked, how can you help out the show? First off, leave a review and drop a comment wherever you find your favorite podcast, such as Apple Podcasts and Audible. Secondly, click the link in the episode notes. There you can find a little chip jar, tip jar set up. Just a dollar is all I ask. And you can also head over to patreon.com slash rules of the arena and become a patron today. Last but not least, I do have a store. Go check out the full line of shirts, leggings, sweatshirts, and more. We have a limited release coming out soon with J.E. Collins Photography and Cohen Hamelswang, who you might remember from episode 49. If you want to keep in touch with upcoming live recordings, future guests, and limited merch releases, like and follow the show on Facebook and Instagram. Both are at Rules of the Arena Podcast. And don't forget to check out my other show called No Story Left Behind. That's available on its own feed wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you have any comments, questions, show ideas, or would like to be a guest on either show, shoot me an email, gordon at blindninjastudios.com. Thank you, everyone, and we'll catch you next time.